Hello, listeners. This is Michael J. Durkin, sometimes known as MJ Durkin, and I am the host and the trainer for this training podcast. Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you are involved in the HVAC business, you are involved in the plumbing trade, you have something, perhaps you're in the oil business, you have something to do with uh, servicing um, uh, units that heat or cool inside of people's homes, and you are here to learn about how water affects the homeowner, their appliances, their life, <laughs> literally how water affects their life. One of my uh, good clients says, change your water, change your life. So today we're going to be talking about what I call the ion exchange process. Uh, I've subtitled it to soften or not to soften. And I'm going to explain some more to you in, in what I'm calling you know, module number two. I'm going to continue to talk about uh, the hardness of water and um, how to actually remove that hardness from the water and uh, give you some technical information. Remember that the, the more that you understand about how the process of water treatment works, the easier it is for you to uh, actually make recommendations to the consumer. So if you start to understand the problems, first you have to understand the problems. First you have to understand the pain that your, uh, uh, that your consumers go through. Then you want to learn, today we're going to talk about a little bit about the pain, but mostly we're going to talk about the solution and the great benefits that you get from removing the rock from people's water. What is hard water? Hard water literally is dissolved rock in the water. And if you are a plumbing technician or an HVAC technician, you see the problems of rock in water all over the place. You see it on faucets. You see it on shower heads. You see it in boiler coils. You see it on heat exchangers. You see it on water heater elements. You see it um, uh, on the, uh, uh, the tile in, a, in a, uh, a bathroom, perhaps, that, that has a darker color in the bathroom. You can see white streaks and spotting over everything. Um, when there's rock in the water, there are a lot of problems with cleaners breaking down, and actually doing their cleaning, um, there's, it reduces efficiency. As a matter of fact, let's, let's go through a couple of the hard water problems so you can understand how difficult it is for people to deal with water that is over five grains of hardness. Now remember, in module number one, I taught you that if water starts to get over four to five grains per gallon of hardness, then you've, you're going to start to have problems in the home one of the first problems you're going to have is you're going to have dry, cracked skin, sometimes very irritated skin. Why? Because soap does not break down well in hard water, and it leaves a soap scum. Now, this is very important what I'm going to teach you right now because you can make a lot of money <laughs> helping people have soft, luxurious skin that's not dry, itching, or cracking. I'll tell you, I was telling some of my clients this morning that literally I've sold millions of dollars worth of water treatment equipment simply on the fact that uh, the lady of the house wants the skin to be nice and soft and not be all dried out. It's a very, very important selling point. 
So you have to ask customers about the problem. Whenever I notice some hardness in the water, I immediately say to the homeowner, I say, you, you probably have a lot of um, dryness to the skin. Do you notice a lot of dryness and itchiness? Do you use a lot of lotions to try to make up for that? And you'll see them go, oh my gosh, yes, it's terrible. Um, so dry cracked skin, white water spots and streaks on glasses and silverware. Um, literally, every time uh, some folks uh, take their, their dishes out of the dishwasher, they have to wipe down the silverware because there's white spots on them. Some of the glasses get so etched that they get white streaks in them. And this drives homeowners crazy. Uh, if you're in the plumbing trade or the HVAC trade, you have seen this white chalky buildup on faucets, shower heads, and tile grout. It just is caked on, as we talked about in our last episode. Uh, sometimes it's called scale. Sometimes it's called lime. Sometimes it's called calcium buildup. That is the calcium and magnesium that is clogging things up and is causing that white buildup. Whenever you see the white stain, whenever you see the white crusty buildup, that is the result of hard water. Uh, if you're constantly replacing your coffee pots, your teapots, I have seen people say, I cannot drink this water because I see white flecks of stuff in my teapot. I want to treat this water. Fine, let's treat it. Um, continually re replacing water heaters, very, very common. Um, every couple of years sometimes people are replacing water heaters. As you know, that gets to be a pretty expensive uh, as well as a real hassle to do it. Uh, boiler coils, heat exchangers, heating elements, they're covered with scale. Now, if they're covered with lime buildup, are they going to be good at uh, heating water? <laughs> no. Uh, your fuel or electric costs or propane costs. Uh, I was on a job the other day where... Um, uh, the lady said to us that the older that this propane heater was getting, uh, she had a propane oil-fired uh, hot water heater, and it had been there for 26 years. And she said, my propane cost every year keeps increasing dramatically. Well, of course, because that, that, uh, um, uh, the, 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 the materials that are heating the water are all covered with all kinds of uh, calcium buildup and they're just covered with, with rock. How can a heat exchanger or a heating element um, heat water if it's all covered um, with stone? It can't. It reduces the efficiency 30%, 50%, 70%, up to 70% um, can be caused. Um, okay, laundry. It causes very dull gray laundry. Um, uh, many times... Uh, the homeowner will show you baskets of white clothes that they literally cannot get white. Drives them crazy. I've seen people buy a $3,000, $6,000, $10,000 worth of equipment to solve a laundry problem. Um, uh, plumbing repairs, toilet repairs, faucet repairs, shower heads being clogged. Um, I had a client that said to me, Un until we finally put an ion exchange unit in their home, um, every three to four years, they were re replacing a fairly expensive uh, mowing faucet and drove them crazy. And they hated it. And they were like, it's not even the cost of the faucet, even though they were buying like a, 
three or four hundred dollar faucet they're like no matter you know we keep upgrading the price of the faucet but it keeps failing and we have to keep replacing it it's not only the cost it's also a pain um, if you have what you can have white spots and streaks on granite countertops fixtures um, hard water is really difficult to keep surfaces clean and if you have a person who loves cleanliness that's a problem dull flat hair now I told you you have dry itchy cracked skin um, remember if soap can't break down then it leaves a soap curd on the, the hair as well that gives a problem with shine of the hair and it tends to weigh the hair down with calcium magnesium and soap curd so uh, the lady of the house doesn't get a light fluffy uh, bouncy hair which uh, uh, which the ladies love um, uh, we already talked about replacing expensive heat exchangers or uh, on, a, on a tankless heater uh, that's a real problem uh, and of course the other thing to think about too is that one of the real painful things for your consumer is uh, that they hate having to um, use a lot of elbow grease to, um, uh, to, to, to clean you know tile grout and shower doors uh, and uh, there's there's sometimes they have to use very harsh cleaners that have acids in them like lime away or KRC 7 um, and this stuff can actually take the enamel off I've seen people go in with their their gloves and their brushes and their gas masks trying to clean toilets or or tubs or sinks and ruining the enamel uh, again very expensive and really upsets the client because they're sitting there going geez uh, you know I hate this this is just uh, I just don't like the way that this looks so th that's a great review of uh, many of the problems that um, your clients are facing with water that is over six grains of hardness now let's talk about the actual uh, process of the ion exchange by the way you'll notice that I tend to call um, uh, when I'm dealing with a, a homeowner I will talk about the process of ion exchange or one of our ion exchange units because calling it an ion exchange unit separates it from calling it a quote-unquote old-fashioned softener and actually this is softener is a you know a very uh, a generic term a very layman's term if you will a more scientific term is that this is an ion exchange unit and what it's going to do is it's going to exchange ions let me explain to you a little bit about how ion exchange works so when hard water comes into a softening resin now a softening resin is basically made up of millions of plastic beads and these plastic beads have like these little craters on them and on these little each little bead about the size of a grain of sand has these little craters and they can um, uh, they can actually hold at charges uh, um, uh, material ions on the little cratered, cratered surfaces and so if you can imagine that you have a fully regenerated resin when the the hard water or the calcium and magnesium comes into the ion exchange resin um, what happens is that uh, this this resin has been charged with um, sodium ions and what happens in the the ion exchange process 
is that the calcium and magnesium ions, and it's a complicated process to explain chemistry-wise, but what happens basically is that the calcium and magnesium ions are grabbed, are attracted to these resin beads. And um, basically what happens is that the, 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 uh, uh, there's, a, there's a thing called a carboxylate that will attract uh, that positively charged ion and it will knock off of the bead a sodium ion. Now I want you to understand what's happening here. When the water is coming into the water softener, the calcium is being removed. If you can picture the water going down through the resin, it's filtering out the calcium and magnesium and it's being trapped on the resin. But there's something that's happening to the water that is going into the home now and the water that now goes into the home that's going through that resin is now softened water. It's had the calcium and magnesium removed. Great. Because it's the calcium and magnesium that's giving us all the problems. <laughs> Correct? Yes, MJ. I concur. Yes. Okay. Now remember, in order to recharge a resin, you recharge it with either sodium or you recharge it with potassium. Oh boy, this is going to get fun. Now, uh, what happened as, as the water, water went through the resin, it grabbed the calcium and magnesium and it added a little bit of sodium to the water that goes to the house. Now, let's talk about sodium for a minute. Oh, and by the way, yeah, so let's just talk about sodium. Okay, people will tell you that they cannot drink softened water. Oh, 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 I have a heart condition. Oh, I take an aspirin every day for my heart. Oh, my doctor has me on a low-salt diet. Now, if you have somebody that's heart attack ready, um, you know, you probably don't want to try to convince them. But I can tell you that the amount of sodium that goes into the drinking water in softened water is very, very minimal. It's very negligible. And what I've always said to customers for years is I've said to them, hey, listen, if you – uh, I, I will say to the customer, oh, I understand you're on a low-salt diet. Do you, um, do, you, do, you, do you have Campbell's soup sometime and a grilled cheese sandwich, a turkey sandwich, grilled cheese, uh, and some soup, chicken soup, tomato soup, whatever? Oh, yeah, sure, of course. I, I'm, I'm not so restrictive that I won't even have some soup or a, or a sandwich. Believe me when I tell you that the amount of sodium that is released into the drinking water is not half as much as what your clients get, your customers get from those kinds of meals that they're eating with a lot of salt. Now, if they're really on a zero-salt diet and they don't eat a grilled cheese sandwich and they don't eat a turkey sandwich and they're very, very careful, then maybe what you want to talk to them about is doing a raw water bypass to their kitchen sink. This is a great way to sell an ion exchange unit in a home is the minute you get that resistance about, I can't have water with sodium in it, you go down, look in that basement, and see if you can get a raw, and by the way, this is, here's an extra sale, um, and do a raw water line straight off of the, uh, the raw water to the kitchen sink and to their ice maker, and have the the, uh, the, the water that has the calcium and magnesium removed with a little bit of, of sodium going into the bathrooms and all the fixtures and protecting the water heater and let them drink their raw water right there 
at their kitchen sink. It's a great solution for people that are convinced that they cannot drink softened water. And I can tell you that I've done it thousands of times for people, had our plumbers uh, put a raw water bypass, and boom, the issue is done. Now, by the way, um, you don't have to go to that two or three or $400 expense. Um, uh, I, I recommend uh, softened water. Uh, softened water has a nice, smooth, polished taste to it. The calcium and magnesium is gone. Oh, by the way, here's another thing you'll hear. I need the natural minerals from my water. I love my well water. I love my city water. It's got tons of calcium and magnesium in it. Well, I hate to tell you, Mr. Consumer, and I say this to the consumers, I say you're going to get a lot more of your calcium and magnesium from your broccoli, your cauliflower, uh, the, the, your, your sources of calcium that are, that are uh, nutritional rather than from your water. You would have to drink several gallons of water per day. Very few people even drink those eight glasses of water a day that they're supposed to drink. So you don't really absorb that much calcium and magnesium from your drinking water. Again, if you've got a person that's convinced I have to have calcium and magnesium in my water, then go with the raw water bypass. But quite frankly, I have many people that say, I love the drinking water. The sodium doesn't bother me. I love the smooth, smooth polished taste of the water. Uh, and that's a great way to go. Now, let's go back to, to the ion exchange process. Uh, what you're doing with your uh, salt solution or your potassium solution, you're regenerating a resin with either a sodium chloride or a potassium chloride. Oh, by the way, there's another solution. I don't want any salt in my water. Okay, fine. You can use potassium chloride. There's a very popular uh, product out in the market. It's called K-Life, and, um, and it will increase. Put, put, it'll put a little potassium in your water. A person will say, well, can I drink potassium? Well, do you eat bananas? Well, yes, of course. I have no problem eating bananas. Bananas are good for you. Right. Well, they're loaded with potassium. That's one of the reasons they're so good for you. So now your water will have some potassium in the drinking water. Why would you not want to have to? Why would you, why would you say, I, I, I would rather have sodium than potassium? Potassium is about three times uh, more expensive than sodium. So an average bag of salt runs about five, six, seven, eight dollars at the hardware store, and usually it's going to be at least twice that. Sometimes it could be even up to three times uh, that price. But, but potassium is a great way to go. A person says, I don't mind paying a little bit more if I don't put sodium in my drinking water. Remember, your job is to get the customer uh, comfortable with the solution you propose. And uh, raw water bypass, uh, but, uh, potassium chloride instead of sodium chloride is a fine way to do it. Now, when you're water softening resin is regenerated. Now remember, what has to happen is every 7 to 14 days, a water softener needs to regenerate and it needs to put more sodium or potassium ions back onto that resin. Wow, that's really important. And so, the, uh, what, and, and it's also important to understand what happens in the process. Let's say you're using sodium chloride. You're using salt in your brine tank. 
the sodium goes into the drinking water, the chloride, the chloride is sent to the drain. By the way, chloride is what makes water taste salty. So whenever you have a, an ion exchange process going on, what happens is, is the calcium and magnesium ions are grabbed by the ion exchange resin, and they swap sodium ions to the, uh, to the home. The chloride goes to the backwash, which goes into the septic or goes to a dry well or goes to some kind of a drain that's obviously away from the well. And, uh, and you now have, once the unit has regenerated, you're now ready for another 7 to, 10, 7 to 14 days until the unit needs to clean itself again. On average, I would say a water softener, a, well, a, a, a water softener that's sized properly should go through a backwash cycle about every 10 days. And I usually recommend what's called a demand regeneration unit. That is a computerized unit that will actually count the amount of water that is used, and it will only regenerate when the resin is actually, has actually been depleted. So that's how the ion exchange process works in a, uh, in, in a water softener, in an ion exchange unit. Now, I want to talk a little bit about um, the, uh, the, the benefits of softened water, of water that has had the calcium and magnesium removed. Um, what are the benefits? Well, one of the first things that's going to happen is, is the skin is going to be very um, luxurious, uh, it's going to, <laughs> all of the dryness, cracked, itchy skin literally almost goes away overnight. I have had customers so thrilled with the fact that this happens. Now, there's something you need to understand. You need to explain to people ahead of time that when they have softened water, or let's, let's reverse it. I'll say, you know, Mr. Consumer, Mrs. Consumer, when you have hard water, here's what happens. Your, the soap can't break down, and so you feel kind of a rough, kind of a dry feeling, uh, not dry feeling, but you, you feel kind of a rough feeling when you are showering in hard water. Anything that's over two or three grains hard, there's going to be a little bit of soap curd that blocks your pores. Actually, in, in water, you have a very nice uh, natural uh, body oils that are on the surface of your skin. Um, and without hard water, you would naturally feel those, especially with the soap, because the soap will be able to break down. So what you explain to folks is that when they have softened water or water that's been through an ion exchange process, that they're going to get a wonderful, silky, smooth feeling. And what that silky, smooth feeling is, is it is actually the natural body oils coming to the surface. Now, sometimes people will say to you, They'll say, the water feels different when I shower. I feel like it's slippery. Never use that word. Never use the word slippery or slimy. Always talk about that your water will be very silky and smooth because your natural body oils are going to come to the surface and you're going to feel this nice, silky, smooth feeling. And you can prove it. I've literally had to say to people, I want you to, you know, if you think you have soap, they'll say, I, still, I have soap on my skin. I've got salt on my skin. I say, you know what, in the middle of your shower, rinse your hand off and lick your hand and see if you can taste any salt or any soap. No, it's all gone. You see, softened water is really, if, if I was to recommend 
to people. I, I could tell you, we've, we've had a softener for over 25 years, and we could not live without it uh, in our home. And our home is about seven grains of hardness. And uh, whenever that softener has been, uh, if I forget to uh, fill the salt tank, um, uh, the beautiful Bonnie will say to you, me immediately, uh, I think you need to uh, put salt in the tank. Uh, my skin is getting really dry and really itchy. And I think it just happened, I think it happened a couple of days ago because I could feel that the soap felt a little bit different in the shower. Believe me when I tell you that when you have softened water, the skin, the hair, um, all of the uh, elbow grease that is used to clean things, I mean, soft water is really, it is, it is literally a dream come true. It will save your customer on energy costs. It will save them on replacing appliances. Um, it'll save them on elbow grease, having to use harsh cleaners. Um, they won't have as many repairs on faucets and toilets. Um, coffee pots will last like they're supposed to, five years, ten years. The water heater will actually make it through its warranty phase, five years, ten years. Uh, and and almost more importantly, or maybe this as of equal importance, your customer will uh, absolutely just love uh, the, what it does for their skin, their hair, their cleaning. Uh, they won't have to put expensive uh, oils and, and uh, moisturizers uh, all over the kids and all over themselves. They won't have that, that itchy spot in the middle of their back that they're trying to, to scratch. <laughs> all of that is, uh, is going to go away, and they're going to have amazing, amazing um, uh, water that is going to um, be great for all their appliances, all their fixtures, for their laundry, for drinking. I mean, the benefits just go on and on and on. So to soften or not to soften, uh, that is the question. Um, and uh, we'll talk about in future episodes um, some other ways that water can be uh, can be conditioned, not necessarily softened, but it can be conditioned if someone does not want to use any salt whatsoever, if they don't want to discharge into a septic system. There are some alternatives, not as good, not as good, they can be close, not as good as the ion exchange process. Softening water works. People love it. And believe me, over the many years that I've been in the business, I've had hundreds of calls of people saying, my water is not soft now, and I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. I'm angry. <laughs> Fix this. Something's wrong with my ion exchange unit, and let's get it fixed. So hopefully this helped uh, to explain some more about the ion exchange process to you. Uh, this is Michael J. Durkin. Really enjoy doing these uh, podcast episodes for you. Hope you're finding them interesting and helpful, and we'll see you on the next training podcast.